Hello and welcome to Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. I'm the Resident Youth, Maddie Yerke. And I'm Camp Adulthood, Shay Keats. How are you doing, campers? As you can probably tell by the professional audio you're hearing. Hi, Polly. Please ignore the dishwasher going in the background, but Maddie's very clean. Well, I just want to, you know, give the disclaimer. Yes, but um, Shay and I are in the same place Mm -hmm. in... My apartment, our professional recording studio. It's so exciting. So just as a reminder, um, and at the end of July, after seven years in New York City, I left. Seven um, years. Wow. Seven years. That's yeah, awesome. Seven very important and very formative years. I, um, I love it. Yeah. I, it was a very important time, but I decided to leave. Um, I am currently in the middle of a move to Portland, Oregon. I spent the summer and early fall visiting some family and friends and helping some people out with some things and working on some projects, including this very important project, Camp Adulthood. Very um, but I am back in New York this weekend, and we are doing what we are calling Record-a-Palooza. So coming straight to your ear holes over the next couple months will be uh, a bunch of really fun episodes that Maddie and I recorded uh, this weekend, and you can expect to hear from... Uh, what are, some, what are some of our topics? We've talked to a military spouse. Yes. So a handful of comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, um, a Muslim immigrant. Yes. Producer Jenny will make an exciting oh, comeback. Things yes. to look forward to. Yes. So so many fun things. Yes. So we're really Which, excited. I guess I can give an update on Producer Jenny. Oh, yeah. Give well, an update on Producer Jenny. Just high level. So she is living in Paris, being an au pair. Very fancy. Very cool. And so she'll be on the mic here shortly we're going to interview her um in a later episode so i'm sure she'll tell us all about her european travels and being an au pair which is a very cool thing so and, and she has the travel insta and a marriage um, in paris yes check it out we will link it um on the website also friends we want to tell you about something that's really exciting that's happening right now and um i guess if we're releasing this next week yeah we can just say um our patreon is now up and running and we are super excited about it so go check it out if you like what you've been hearing um there are a couple i mean of course you can you know support us at whatever level you like and even if that's just rate reviewing subscribing and listening on itunes or following us on twitter and instagram that's fine at camp underscore um if you'd like to throw us a little cash to cover the cost of our equipment um and maybe buy producer Jenny a potato to say yes. thank you for all or her hard work. Or more than a potato. Or more than a potato. We would really yes. appreciate it. Um, so there's a couple different levels. Yeah. Um, all levels involve getting some swag. Yes. Maybe a shout out on the phone or on yes. the pod on the phone. Um, yeah, we can go so, through it quickly. Yeah, and I think, quickly. too, before we go into that, just like the equipment and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like people, I've talked to some people in my life about this, but producing a podcast it's doable we're definitely do it yourself I mean I'm sure if you're an avid listener you know that we record primarily either from my apartment from my bedroom um and we've bought all of our own equipment and we've borrowed from producer Jenny and slowly over time we have two really great microphones and then two microphones that I kind of bought that are working well but obviously you know we want to be able to make the highest quality podcast for our listeners and that involves um buying equipment and software and stuff that might be a little on the expensive side that so far we've done what we can but both shay and i are 
working girls trying yeah. to support ourselves in yeah. big cities. So anything that you guys can contribute um, is really real appreciated. And because of that, we want to give you guys something back yeah. for what you're giving us. So in comes the swag. In comes the swag. And there's a video on the Patreon, which you can share or listen to and watch that will be on there at some point that has all this stuff too. Yeah. But shall we go into the the swag The levels? swag, yes. So well, we had quite a fun time today taking some photos and videos in Central Park. But yes, so swag. So uh, again, contribute at whatever level you want to make up your own level. If you can only give a dollar a month, that's super appreciated. Yeah, totally. But That'd be awesome. We are offering uh, the following levels of, um, of subscribers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Subscribership. So $5. You are going to get a shout out at the end of the episode, at the end of the episode and a a piece of small swag, probably a camp adulthood sticker. Sticker. They're very cool. You can put them on your laptop. Yeah. Hot guys in the park wanted them today. Yes. Yeah. Um, They were wearing them. Check out the social media, social media, hashtag camp underscore adulthood dot com. Then for $10 a month. You get the before-mentioned small swag, plus mm-hmm. the shout-out, plus a medium swag. Which could be. Could be. Most likely will be. A pen. A pen. Very cool. Branded Camp Adulthood pen. Yes. All your yes. friends will be jealous. Then the $15 $15 a month is pretty good. You get small swag, medium swag, a shout-out, mm-hmm. and then... The third level of swag. The third level The large of swag. swag. The large swag. Which will most likely be friendship bracelets made by... Handmade. Handmade. By especially for you. French children. Yes. We have on good intel that we will make some. I will make some. But also Me producer too. Jenny and perhaps the children that she babysits will make them for you. Yeah. But if you are really excited about Camp Adulthood, if you love the content that has been coming straight to your ears. And you can't live without it. You can't live without it. And you want the quality to be better. And so you're that, my mom. Yes. <laughs> this is to all of our baby boomer <laughs> listeners slash people that are related to us. Slash love us dearly. Yes. For 25 mere American dollars a month, you get the small swag, the medium swag, the large swag. The <laughs> shout out. Amazing. And a t-shirt, a special mm-hmm. Camp Adulthood t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And if you send us Millennial Moments or Campfire Topics, really anything that you send us via email, hello at campadulthood.com, or um, through the website or through the social media, you will get priority. And we will talk about whatever topic you give us, whatever shout out you want us to say, you guys get priority. So awesome, really and swaggy. Also... I'm just making this up as we talk, but I'm sure my co-host will agree. Speaking of those t-shirts, if you're interested, yes. those will be available for sale for $25 a pop uh, at campadulthood.com uh, within the next couple of weeks. Yes. So and check we it have out. a couple listeners who, because they've been really good fans. Hannah Cunningham, we're talking to you. And we Natalie owe you Fitch. all the swag. Yes. Um, there's a couple people who've contacted us via email or we've contacted that are getting extra swag so if you want to be on those the level of those people you can share the podcast with a friend let us know be an a camp adulthood influencer if you will and we'll give you kids i love it shit yeah um i feel like i just did a pbs donor drive which i I kind of always wanted to do yeah i want to be ira glass i know and hopefully one day you know 
one day one day we will get there and i think a good goal we we're really trying to recoup the costs at least of the fancy mics the not fancy mics the expensive software Mm -hmm. the website that i bought the website so just so you guys know we've as of now, spent about a thousand dollars on this website yeah. so, or on this podcast. So yeah. we're looking to, you know, not necessarily be bringing in the big bucks. Um, but Although Blue like Apron, if you're listening, Blue we Apron are open to sponsorship. We're totally open to sponsorship or anyone. Um, if you would like to hear more about advertising opportunities with Camp Adulthood, please call or email or just email. Hello. hello. <laughs> I mean, if, I'm not going to get my phone number out on this podcast. Neither if you am want I. To. I'm not. Fine. Uh, hello Maybe one day when we're breaking the big bucks, we'll get com. an intern or a secretary that will take our phone calls for us. It's good to dream big, Maddie. Yes. Okay. This is great. All right. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll start. Um, this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode. Not quite a s'more, but not quite a full length there. No. This um, is the Shay and Maddie Friendship Podcast Shay and edition. Maddie Friendship Podcast. I love um, Millennial Moment. What do you have? Well, I'm trying to think of a good one. I don't know. I feel like this whole weekend has been a millennial moment. We did a Broad City style photo shoot. Can you tell them about the photo shoot? Because it was really fun. Um, We were just all kind of sitting in the grass. We meditated in in front of some trash cans in Central Park. There were these hot guys, which like, for those people that live in New York, the Sheep's Meadow was Mm -hmm. completely empty. It was a miracle of Jesus. Yeah. And it was like really clean and nice. And like, there were a few people there, and there was this group of guys, and they were all shirtless, like, gallivanting around. I don't know. They were, like... They were... I think they might have been figments of our imagination. No, they were real. They were... Well, I mean, the one did touch my ass when he lifted me onto his yeah, shoulders. Well, that's... That happened later. So that we saw later. these guys, and we were, like... Oh Sarah, our photographer. Yes. Go Shout talk out to them. Sarah Shecker. Definitely check her out on social media and Very stuff. talented young woman. Yes. Um, but she took photos for us, and there were, like, three shirtless dudes, and they were, like, good-looking. Mm-hmm. Like, they were not ugly, and they were, like, in really good shape, and we were, like, we wonder if they'll pose for photos with us. And Sarah went up to them, and they totally said yes. And then I was just picturing us just, like, taking a cheesy photo together, yeah. and then the one guy was, like, I'll put you on my shoulder. And I thought it was going to be piggyback style, but <laughs> then he just lifted me up. Yeah. And it was, it was quite terrifying. Yeah. And... Yeah, so I'm sure at this point, those photos are on social media and the website and stuff, so check it out. But but. I think what was really interesting about these young gentlemen is that not only were they so lovely, but I was like, we have a podcast about millennial life, and we're trying to, like, break down stereotypes because everyone hates millennials. And he's like, everyone hates us? I didn't know that. The one... They were very pure souls, I feel. They were very pure souls. And then tell them about the the tag and the handsprings and all of that. Oh, yeah. After um, we got done using them for their bodies, objectifying them as men. I'm not going to lie. That's exactly what it was. But um, after we were done with them uh, and we were, you know, taking other photos, they were playing tag with each other. These were grown grown men. They were playing tag. It was yeah. quite sweet. And then they were doing cartwheels. And round-offs and having a conversation about yeah. your how can you do your round-offs. It was quite sweet. Yeah, it, was it was really nice. Sweet. It was definitely like bro afternoon in the park. Mm-hmm. Great. And bros, if you're listening – Please, please reach out to us. We would love to uh, give you an official shout out and yes. thank you again. Mystery, mystery men. Mystery bros. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's delightful. Yeah, that's right. good. Well, shall we move into the Wait. little... No. Oh, yes. I was going to say, now I have two millennial moments. Yes. This is mostly Shay, but also, I mean, 
this one is both of us. Oh, that's, but. yeah. We have an important hot topic. Yeah, but we'll, or, we'll I mean, do campfire. the silly one first. Well, first of all, I kind of want to talk about, no, I can't talk about this. It's going to be a secret. What? My new desire, my new job that I just decided oh, while we were watching the Duggars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Someday, I'm just going to give this little teaser and maybe okay. a smart listener will figure it out when I get famous. Okay. I'm going to be Hannah Montana. Shay's going to go undercover in some capacity. In some capacity. So I'm just telling everyone. Yeah. Um, so uh, I wanted to talk about my millennial moment from the other day. I was visiting a dear friend that uh, we've talked about on the podcast before um, who has an adorable daughter. She lives here in New York City. She's amazing. And she's like the coolest mom. I yeah. think I've ever met. And she in my listens life, to the and podcast, so she knows who yeah, she is. She and we love who you. She is. We love you, honey. Um, so I was hanging out with her and her adorable daughter, and we decided to go. Uh, we went out for fancy donuts, and then we went to um, the little people party. And I just would like to poll our listeners: What do you think the little people party is? Ninety-five percent of our listeners think it's midgets at a strip club. <laughs> I was going to say little people at a rave. Oh, okay. That's probably That's more PC. Better. Yeah. yeah. But definitely little, it's called the little people party. And I, when I think of little people, I think of yeah. the non-PC term midgets. Yeah. But or what dwarves. It, dwarves, exactly. And what I think it is, and I think it is such a clever business idea, is these neighborhood people in Brooklyn were like, hey, there's this indoor soccer space that's not being used during the day because it's used for like um, club I guess you call it club soccer. Yeah. Um, uh, we want to rent the space during the day. We want to fill it with a bunch of kids' toys and charge like $20 to come in, or you can buy a membership for X number of months. So it's not midgets. It is children. It is actual, like, small That's children. That's cool. That's fun. I yeah. would do that if I was a mom. Yeah, and it's cool. And what's really cool about it, it... better than Kidville? It was better than Kidville. I'm sorry, Brie. I mean, I liked Kidville because the staff was excellent. Uh, very friendly, very outgoing, very excellent with kids, and there's much f- less staff at yeah. Little People Party. But the toys were way cooler, um, although they didn't have trampolines. But they had cool toys. They had AstroTurf. And behind the counter, you can buy a can of wine, a bottle of beer, That's key. or another beverage to wet your whistle while your evil spawn the runs around. The alcohol for the parents is absolutely key for a business yeah. like that. Totally. It's also attached to a bar. So like if you're not in the mood what? for if you want to get a margarita, you can like take your kid, get a margarita, come back, let them run loose. Oh, so you can you get it from the bar and bring it into yes, the Yes, it's all kid. like in the oh same building. That I love Williamsburg. That is genius. They're probably making so yeah. much money off of that. So I think that's awesome. They should have one of those in every city. And I also want to make a dog version. Yes, a dog park with a bar would be amazing. Yeah. Apparently there's one in Chicago. A dog park with a bar. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I love that. I love it. So, so excellent. That was excellent. All right. Uh, so our topic for today, our campfire topic. Yes. We are talking about... So toasty. It's so toasty. Uh, we are moving on from millennials. We're talking about our successors. Millennials are washed up. Millennials are old news, kids. Uh, so we are talking about iGen. And we are Fancy. referencing... Uh, the book by uh, Gene M. Twinge. Uh, and we particularly referencing the article she wrote in The Atlantic, which we will link to. Um, but we want to talk about this generation that's coming up and kind of what that means and what the difference is between them and millennials. And also what I find is interesting is it's a very short generation. I believe it's 1995 to 2012. 
Yeah. If I'm correct. even later than that, I think it's like 1998, maybe. Okay. Awesome. I'll figure it out. But yeah, it is shorter yeah. than the normal like 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. So no, I think I think it's super interesting, and we've talked about it. My brother, who we're going to interview here at some point, we not love during. Jackson. We love Jackson. He's definitely number one fan. Um, and I'm actually going to be interviewing him live from the teak frat house at indiana university so tune in kids shout out to those guys we'll see if uh if they let me in mm-hmm. i don't know I get, I get scared i feel like they're gonna have like a fortress at the door and i have to like do Maybe. some sort of weird initiation i'm not sure but um we're gonna be interviewing him and he was born in 1996 oh. and i was born in 1994 but even compared oh my god so you're almost igen I am. I mean, I've been after this, this podcast by myself. No, we've been over Damn this. It. I'm a young, you're an I'm ancient millennial, you're young, and know, then people in their mid to late twenties are firmly millennials. But um, I see it because my brother has some like younger friends who are um, either just getting into college or might still be in high school or whatever. And I do see a difference between that mm-hmm. sort of crowd and even like my friends. Yeah. And me and my brother are only two years apart. And certainly, like, with you and your friends, it's mm-hmm. totally different. And I feel like it is the social media they talk a lot about in that article about mm-hmm. snap streaks and the social media yeah. use so, and the followers. My brother does that. He'll be like, I really don't care if my friends like my photos. Like, if it's for camp adulthood, like, obviously, all of our listeners should be liking all the posts. Yes, kids. But um, on my own personal social media, it's like, I don't really care. But my brother will text me and he'll be like oh, I have 99 likes. Will you go like my photo on Facebook so it has 100 likes? Like, that's a very iGen thing to do, I feel. Yeah. So that's one, just one aspect so of it. So what Ms. Twinge talks about in her article um, about iGen is something that's really problematic. And it talk, she talks. She also wrote a book about millennials, which Maddie and I have talked about perhaps doing a Camp Adulthood book club in which we read her book about millennials, um, which I will be reading yeah. regardless. Um, maybe we can, this is a hot take. Hot I'm take. sure my co-host will like it. After we read the book, maybe we can do a Google Hangout and record it and <gasps> release it as a podcast. Isn't that an I'm excellent get idea? I'm because I just yelled into the mic, but it's I fine. really love that It's idea. fine. I can see you can didn't feel, burn the audio You can feel my excitement. Um, yes. Yes. I love this. Great. Okay. Anyway, On the same page. Backtrack. Yes. So, Ms. Twin, she's talking about how millennials are kind of the end of this, basically the end of the the boomers because the boomers are about being very individualistic and da, 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 blah 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 yeah well they so, said that i can't remember if it's i think it's millennials are more akin to like the greatest generation because of the obviously. recession and stuff yeah. and then um i gen is more closely linked to the boomers and gen x, and gen x. awful i'm sorry Gen X is kind of its own thing. Yeah. We can talk about that we after. We can talk about that later. Um, but anyway, so she talks about how it's really problematic because they don't remember a world without the internet, and they also have had social media since for their entire lives, and that it's affecting them in a really negative way because, like, when I was young, if I wanted to go hang out with my friends, I'd, like, go to the mall with my friends, and my mom would drop me off, and then my friend Lindsay's mom would pick us up and, like, four hours and we'd see a movie and we'd get a pretzel and we'd go to Very Delia's or something, you know? Oh, yeah. I know, right? They had Delia's Hot when topic. I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, and then someone would pick us up. But now, like, all of these teens, their social interaction takes place online. And then they talk about this phenomena, like, Matt, Maddie was talking about the snap streak and 
this kind of yeah, weird. Which is for people that don't know what snap streaks are, it's um, Snapchat, which is the photo service that you send photos or like small text messages back and forth. And once you look at it for 10 seconds or whatever, it disappears forever unless you take a screenshot or something. Great way to send nudes. That's yeah. what I thought it was for. And that's not I mean, that I, think, I ever did that. I think mom. that was the initial. That's why Evan Spiegel made it. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. So Snapchat, I think to incentivize people to use the app every day, it'll show you like how many days in a row you've sent a Snapchat to the to a specific person and how often they respond Mm -hmm. to you and if you get like so many days it's like the little icon next to your name gets like fancier and fancier and like other people can see it and it's like a badge of your friendship or your relationship and so and snapchat used to do a thing that was like who your top i don't know if they still do it anymore but it's like who your top snap buddies are and if it wasn't like your best friend or like if you're in a relationship like if your boyfriend was like snapchat best friends with like someone else it was like a big Some deal other skank yeah it's like totally a thing so but it's true there is more social interaction online and even like i see it i don't think it's maybe it's worse or more prevalent maybe is the better word with iGen but i see it with like um like with Corey. he plays a lot of playstation and he um like the technology is there it's like super crystal clear like the audio it's way better than like a skype or something and they have like on the playstation like these headsets and you can have like parties of all of your friends and like he has people that he plays playstation with that he's never met who he considers like close Close friends friends. yeah like people in england people that live in baltimore that like he's only met on playstation but like they're intimately involved in each other's lives like they know everything about the other person like well he'll be playing playstation and i'll be like walking around and it's like I feel like I know these people now. So it's crazy. What's really interesting is the other generation that I've he- heard kind of has had very similar um, relationships are boomers because they've got involved. Uh, granted, they're not playing PlayStation, but for example, um, my stepmom has a fr- she plays like Words with Friends. Oh yes, Words with Friends is yeah big with the um, boomers and, so, and across a lot of generations actually. Yeah, so my mom and my stepmom both played it mm-hmm. a lot. My mom doesn't I, play my it so parents much anymore. Play it, I think. But my stepmom, through Words with Friends, made friends with this woman in Australia, and they're very close, and they talk, and they are intimate friends. And I just, I think that's so interesting, because I would never do that. So I think there's, like, this weird gap of people who wouldn't even think of, like, finding their friends online in that way. And I think it is really meaningful, and I feel like the way, because, like, the way that Corey and I met was very, like we started talking via text message before we met in person and the biggest thing and this totally happened like our relationship is different now that we spend so much time together and you know it's just different it's not better or worse but there is an importance to the interaction and not just talking via text and I feel like that's where you get the deeper relationships if you're doing something like playing PlayStation Mm -hmm. because you're actually doing something together and it's like the relationship would be the same whether you're sitting on the couch with someone and playing PlayStation or, um, like in person, if, if you're in person or on the playing PlayStation or doing an activity. So in that way, I think it it is a a meaningful relationship and they talk about a lot of things, not just playing the games, but, um, I just thought that was super interesting and it's not something that I had ever thought of, but I think it was definitely part of Gen X too, like the beginning of the internet with like message boards Mm -hmm. and, you know, online dating yeah. or even like um MySpace. Dating yeah, MySpace dating via like newspaper 
Jesus. people used to take out personals in the newspaper. Like that's a way to meet people without social interaction. But I do agree with this Atlantic article that um, it's just the ease of interaction, interacting with people. You can um, have those interpersonal relationships without having to put the effort into going out and meeting people. And I think what she talks about is like that, interaction is, is cheapened because of the technology. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a little too early to say, well, because people said that about TV too. They were like, if people are watching TV, they're not going to go outside and meet people and it's going to like destroy the fabric of society. Yeah. I think it definitely is impacting their brains. When Gutenberg made his press. Not really. Sorry. Go on. Right. But I think, um, I think it's one of those things that when technological revolutions mm-hmm. happen, and this is, going to sound kind of insensitive and shitty but we're in the middle of a technological revolution i think that's a pretty oh yeah it, it is happening all the time but right now it's kind of a pivotal moment and when those things happen the most vulnerable in the society kind of fall out from that mm-hmm. so i think the people they talk about in this article like heightened you know anxiety and depression and stuff like that i think those people i don't think the the phone use or the social media use is causing that. I think it's exacerbating it in people that are predisposed to it a little bit. I do think what she's saying, I think it's really interesting about, because I've seen this in my own family members is um, I Jen have several, she breaks it down into kind of six different categories. Um, First is that they um, don't hang out with their friends in person, which they hang out electronically, which mm-hmm. is what we were just talking about, and that yeah. that may not actually be a problem. Um, but that current uh, high schoolers are in no rush to drive. Yeah, that's interesting. Which is so interesting because I like not that I was like in a particular rush to drive, but I feel like it was just when I turned sixteen. But although you know what, I do remember now that I'm talking about this when I was in high school, Pennsylvania, the year I was eligible to get my driver's license, it used to be you could get your permit at fifteen and a half and then get your actual driver's license at sixteen and they changed it so you couldn't get your permit until you were sixteen. I don't know why yeah. those six months made such a big deal. Um you could get your permit at sixteen and I remember I was like outraged at this yeah. that I would not be able to drive until I was sixteen and a half. You know what I think part of it is too I think it's two things mm-hmm. that I don't I don't know if she goes into it in this article. Um but I think one is the socioeconomic factor, because I think in previous generations buying a second car was more yeah. readily available and even having jobs where your parent would have a car through work Mm -hmm. and then you had disposable income to buy a second car. I think that has gone to the wayside a lot. And um, the second thing, I think the laws in a lot of these places have gotten so onerous on teenage drivers Mm -hmm. that it's almost not even worth it. And I don't think she mentions that in the article that like she's talking about how the teenagers don't feel like they need the freedom away from home. Yeah, like that their mom has always driven the road. And I feel like it doesn't, I felt this way a little bit because I was kind of, the first people to feel us, but I totally feel it with my my brother and his friends and I'm sure the iGen people it's even worse, like my cousins in high school and stuff. But it's like it doesn't really buy you freedom because now they have all these curfew laws where like you can't but before yeah. you're twenty one you can't drive after midnight. You can only have one other person in the car with you. Mm-hmm. It's not this like glamorous thing where it's like you're hanging out with all of your <coughs> friends and it's like if all you do really I mean this is all I did in high school is like you really go to um, 
you go to school, you come home, you go to an activity, maybe on the weekends you'll go to a party or like a friend's house, a birthday party, a sleepover or something. And it's like, okay, well, if that's all you're doing, like it's easy to have someone's parents drive you or you take Uber. Well, but here's the thing that I think is interesting and I think is, again, specific to urban and suburban areas is when I was in high school, my best friend, again, we were in the same school district. We did all the same activities. We were incorporated in the same town, lived almost... I'm going to say close to 20 miles. Yeah. You're in a much more rural area. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom is like, Jesus Christ, if you want to go to Danielle's house, you better drive your fucking self because I'm not taking a half hour drive. And that goes back to the the necessity factor. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's laziness on the fact, on the part of these iGens. It's just like, they don't. They don't need it. They don't need it. And it's so onerous. And honestly, the penalty is really terrible. It's like for one $20 Uber ride, Mm -hmm. you can avoid, you know, a penalty on your criminal record for driving past the curfew for mm-hmm. if you've had a beer at a high school party it's like it's totally not worth it in a lot of these suburban communities especially mm-hmm. like to even attempt to get behind the wheel even if you have one beer underage and you can you know operate oh, yeah. a car perfectly fine but it's like it's just not worth the risk i remember being so anxious as a teenager driving like, if I, if I left a party at, like, 1130 and I knew, like, ooh, I'm right under the wire of getting home before midnight mm-hmm. and I had, like, a beer at the party, like, it made me a worse driver being anxious driving home yeah. than if the curfew wasn't there. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think that's part of it, too. Yeah. But it is really interesting, yeah. kind of the So also the aspect. going on, um, which I think is really interesting, the kind of the next thing that she talks about is um, teenagers today, they're less dating and there is less sex. And it's the first time in uh, yeah. many decades that the uh, teen pregnancy rate is significantly down. Um, and it's I think not, they're getting more conservative, too. They're like, more conservative. And they're just they're, But I think, and I think this is what Ms. Twinge really talks about, is that she is like, they're just, they're not interested in driving. And they're not interested in sex. And like, I will not reveal on this podcast when I lost my virginity, but I was old. And I, but I fucking wanted yeah. to fuck everybody. Sorry, mom, cover your ears. Like, I wanted to have sex at like 16. Yeah. Like, that was not, but I, but it, I was very right. I was fascinated by sex, you know? And these and teenagers I, are just yeah. like, eh. I don't know. I feel like it's more so that they can't, because if I think about my high school experience, and I did have sex in high school, um tisk, tisk. Tisk, tisk. it's fine Corey has just entered the apartment he's being very quiet and respectful um what was i gonna say Sex oh yeah the um yeah they if you think about like the ways that those social interactions happen it all feeds into like the driving and then being able to stay out late and mm-hmm. like the communities that you live in and i feel like if we lived in a time where it was okay to make mistakes yeah. and it was okay to like, you know, have two beers at a party mm-hmm. and drive home and that wouldn't prohibit you from going somewhere. The risk of, you know, something bad well, happening to you, there there would be more of that like close physical connection. But I also feel like, again, it comes back to what she's talking about is that iGen is just not interested because so much of their life is on yeah. line but I think what the big difference that, between but young millennials and ancient millennials is this thing where this is how you're feeling but like 
that wasn't like I didn't necessarily like I guess I felt that there were risks, but it it was it was there was a different kind of attitude. Like I No, it's definitely a recent thing. Like the MIP, like they don't have them everywhere. They call them different things. But in Michigan they call it minor in possession. Mm -hmm. Like and that'll fuck you up. If you get an MIP in high school, like you might not get into college. Like Michigan won't take you if you have an MIP on your record yeah. from high school. Yeah. And it could be as simple as like you were at a party where there was alcohol and you weren't even drinking. Yeah. Like that happened to so many of my high school friends or in college. Yeah. And it's like, it's just not oh, yeah. worth I mean, I've the risk. Multiple. Or, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's just these municipalities are using young people and the fact that they don't know what the laws are, you know. Well, we're getting slightly off topic. We're getting, but, well, as we love to do. But I mean, I think. But I, I do think that the risks, because there have been more laws on the books just holistically, mm-hmm. it's more punitive on young people now than it was when you were a kid. I think that yeah. is true. And it's certainly more punitive even when I was young than it was right. to my parents. You yeah. Know, uh, to boomers and certainly to Gen Xers. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, then the final point that she makes is that iGen um, members are more likely to feel lonely and less likely to get enough sleep, which yeah. I thought was really interesting. I think that's real. I think that's the realest part is like yeah. the, f- the feelings are real. Like you can't tell someone like, oh, you don't actually feel that way. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most yeah. salient yeah. difference. I, mean, I think what's really interesting for me is I spent a lot of time this summer with some younger cousins of mine who are currently in high school. So they're very firmly in iGen and they talk about all of this stuff yeah. and it is really fascinating to me and um, all of kind of this I don't know I think when I was in high school so I was a very good girl I mean I didn't go out and I didn't party I knew I could always show up at a party and be welcome but I wasn't inundated by social media pictures of people out having fun without me so yeah. like I would vaguely know that so-and-so had a party on Saturday and had I wanted to pursue it and go, I could have gone. But, like, there was no, like, I'm inviting people via Snapchat and you're obviously not invited. And then I'm going to post pictures of the party. Right. Which I think is really interesting. Yeah. And young people are definitely more susceptible to feeling bad about mm-hmm. that. Like, if that happened to me now, I would not care because I'm an no. adult and I, you know, parties are exhausting and whatever. But, um, yeah, I can see how if you're in middle school or high school and it's like your whole, all of your friends are somewhere and you're not there, it's bad for your development mm-hmm. and your social skills so yeah i totally get that awesome. but uh very interesting yeah so everyone let's read ms twinge jean m twinge i'm looking for the uh here it is um her book is called iGen, uh and it was published in august great yeah anything else like we want to say about that no i think we covered it people should read the article we'll link to it it's yeah. interesting also hard-hitting journalism coming at you from camp adulthood i know we don't so, just talk about dicks and boners titties and on the show, but those are interesting topics as well. Everything is cool. Everything. Trash bag for life. Woo-woo. Woo. All right. Shall we close? We shall close. Um, check us. Patreon. Yes. Been over that. Campadulthood.com. Yes. Amazing. Hello at campadulthood.com is the email. Twitter and Insta. At camp underscore adulthood. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Yeah. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we... We'll be close to, I guess, 25 episodes by the time Palooza is over. Yeah. So it's been really a, excited. It's been yeah, a good run. It's been a good run. <laughs> and we tend to, or we intend to continue to bring more 
information straight to your ears. Yes. Yay. Right. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Yay. Maddie's going to write a theme song. I have it written.